0: Welcome to Exploring the Marketplace Show, where we're creating a conversation for what God's doing through Christians in the marketplace. I'm Sean Bowles, and my co-host is Bob Hassan.
1: We interview everyday influencers, business leaders, and entrepreneurs from all areas of industry, exposing you to powerful stories of what God's doing through people just like you.
0: We're also sharing our thoughts about what God's doing in finance, business, entertainment, and politics.
1: Come join the conversation now.
0: Welcome to Exploring the Marketplace, Bob Hassan and I are here together to talk to you about what God's doing in the marketplace all around the world and we had these incredible interviews with people who are everyday people who share their story and I just feel like Bob their stories end up defining what it's like to have a relationship with God and their career or influence Yeah. it causes me I know it's changed you it's changed me to have all these conversations and I know it's changing
1: you our audience but who do we have on today Bob? Oh Sean, we have Stephanie Gass. Are you ready for this? Yeah. She's a CEO, she's a wife, and she's a boy mom. She's <laughs> a coffee lover, and she loves hashtag PJs all day. I guess that means <laughs> in pajamas. in uh, she pajamas. Uh, she, she, she helps women get clear on their niche, start a podcast, and grow a successful online business God's way, and we're going to hear about that. She's the host of a top 0.5% globally ranked podcast for Christian entrepreneurs called The Stephanie Gass Show. And Steph believes it's possible to partner with God to create impact and income without sacrificing or buying into social media hustle. That's going to be interesting, isn't it?
0: That's it for everybody, whether you're a male yeah. or female. I mean, that's, we need to hear this right now because there's, there's a lot of lies going on about how you have to do marketing, how you have to engage your audience. That's not necessarily kingdom. It's, it may be useful but it's yeah. not in certain kingdom and god is so much better at building a reputation and building our brand than we ever will be so i can't wait to have this conversation because i know stephanie obviously from her bio is someone we need to talk to right now yeah.
1: well sean up next stephanie gass banks are
0: collapsing the interest rates keep going up gas prices are all-time high when all these things are happening in the world around us we have God who's our provider God who brings provision that's unusual and non-deserved even into our lives and he brings provision really around the point of giving us everything we need to resource our destiny our families so that Jesus could get the fullness of his reward and I wrote a book called provision which is going to help you look at different areas of life and have a prayer a prophetic word and also or a message and also a declaration. If you've been at a place where you have provision but you need you've got to be a multiplier. if you're at a place where there's some areas of challenge, especially financially or in resources, this is going to give you biblical scriptures, words, quotes, phrases, declarations, prophecies and prayers that could just change everything. And if you get it today at bolsministries.com, you're also going to get a teaching series that goes along with it. So we have a video teaching series to release to you right now that you're only going to get in this season. Get the book today and activate God as a provider in your life.
1: Welcome back. We're here with Stephanie. Stephanie, how are you today?
2: I'm doing great. Thanks for having me.
1: We're so glad you're here. I mean, you lead a
0: podcast, one of the top podcasts in the Christian world for entrepreneurship, especially for women. So just knowing that you already had these conversations all the time, I'm super interested to dive into when your Christianity, like really changed the trajectory of how you do business. So you got to tell us, like, take us on the journey, take us on the story. Okay. When did that start?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. So I guess it all started when I got laid off from my corporate job. Um, I had become a financial analyst at a pretty young age. I was traveling the world, having this great career. And they wow. said, oh, Yes. Closing the plant <laughs> that you work at. Um, and so I found myself jobless. I was newly engaged at the time. And my husband said, Well, do you think that you could find something to do from home? Do we want to start a family and we don't really want to move. So, you know, I sat back and thought about it. And my mom actually came to me with a business opportunity, and it was in network marketing. Mm-hmm. This was back before network marketing was all the rage, no one huh. was really doing it yet. You know, this is back in 2011, I guess, and I watched the video and I heard that you could become a millionaire selling this skin cream. I was like, (laughs) I'm in, I'm in, baby, like let's go. And one thing about me is, you tell me I can't do something, I'm gonna do it. So everybody around me was like, you have a master's degree in accounting and finance, like what are you doing with your life? (laughs) (laughs) We're gonna sell skin cream, skin cream now, like. And I said, yeah, I sure am, and I'm going, and I'm, I'm gonna go all the way. So watch me. And at this point in my life, I was a Christian, but I definitely wasn't in relationship with God. And I think I was searching, right? We're constantly searching and looking for where we find that fulfillment and that wholeness. And so I found it in my career of becoming an entrepreneur. I ended up growing a top 1% network marketing business in four years. Wow. It was, it was, it was a grind. I had a new little guy at the time. We were married and it was everything to me. It was my identity. It was what I woke up and thought about. It was what I dreamed about. All I did was post about it on social media. I lived my life. I breathed for the lead. And I believed truly in my heart that when I made it, it was all going to make sense. when I finally hit that big audacious goal of the 1%, that it was going to be everything that I had dreamed up. And so that day happened. I ended up hitting the 1% top of the company. I had the huge $50,000 check (laughs) that you guys see in like those business magazines. And I walk across the stage and like my heart is pumping. It's like, this is the moment. I know it. And I walked off the stage and I felt absolutely the same. Mm -hmm. Nothing had changed. And so this moment for me was like this climactic, like I can't wait because this is everything. This is this thing I've been searching for and it wasn't there. And so I continued to try and pour into this because it had become my identity. It had become kind of everything I was looking for. And within about a year, everything started to fall apart. Mm. I had put all my eggs in this one basket and Not only was, was I chasing success at a really big high, but I was also drinking too much. I had, you know, issues in every area. I was addicted to my phone. Um, I had all of these things, these things going on. It was like the more I, I was, I couldn't satiate it. And so about a year later, everything crumbled. About wow. a thousand people in my downline dispersed to different opportunities. Cause that's when network marketing got hot. Right. And everyone's like, yeah, I want to sell the leggings. I'm going yeah. to the lipstick. And so I'm like, wait, don't leave me. And I was left with, I had a newborn and I had a two and a half year old this day came where I'm sitting down at the computer. The income had been cut into a fourth and I pull up the wow. bank and I see that we cannot pay the mortgage. Because we've been living this lifestyle, thinking, I can rebuild it, I can rebuild it, I can rebuild it. And the, the harder I worked, the more that it just, it was like sand, like just seeping through my fingers. And I walked out to my husband in the living room and I said, We can't pay for the mortgage. And I don't know, the Lord took over my husband's body because he was like, It's okay. <laughs> we'll borrow money from Miles' savings account and we'll, mm. we'll it's okay. And it was worse. I would like, I'd have rather him yelled at me and been upset because it was like my heart just broke. And that was the moment that everything changed. I walked into the bathroom and tears are streaming down my face. And I recognized that I've been doing all of this for what? I've been sacrificing my family and my kids for what? And it was this moment where I walked into, we didn't have an office at the time. I walked somewhere and I had this notebook. And I started writing a letter to God because there was nowhere to go but God. I was completely broken down at that moment. And I started writing a letter to him. I'll pause. I'm sure you guys have thoughts and then I'll keep going. So yeah,
1: <laughs> I, I have this question. It sounds to me like your identity was completely wrapped up in your career uh, and your family. And you, when you first started talking, you you talked about that uh, basically God wasn't personal to you. Mm-hmm. And so it took, it it took, coming to this point for God to become personal to you and change your identity and talk a little bit about that because lots and lots of people that, that Sean and I talk to, we hear these same types of stories that their identity wasn't rooted as a loved daughter or son of God.
2: Yeah. I think no one ever told me that God had an identity for me that I was in Christ. I think as I grew up, I saw my dad have identity in his work and alcohol. And then I saw my mom have her identity in us kids. And mm-hmm. so I was so confused. And so for me, it was like, well, where's my identity? Is it in alcohol? Is it an achievement? Is it in getting recognized? Like, where's mine? And for me, it all had to be stripped away. Mm-hmm. So for me to even know, to look to God for mm-hmm. identity, I had to go, oh, I'm not my success anymore because the success is gone. Oh, you know, I'm not all these things anymore because they're still leaving. I feel the same. I feel the same and I still feel hungry for something, but what is it? And so in that moment, I wrote the letter and I just said, God, who am I? Because like, mm. I knew that God was a part of my story, but I didn't understand how. I thought, well, yeah, you know, we go to church. I'm like, I'm Christian. It's great. But I didn't understand that there was a depth, that there was a a deeper relationship available that he had a business for me. I didn't understand that he had a healthy marriage I didn't understand that he was going to free me from alcohol and addiction to my phone and all these, like, I didn't understand any of that yet, but he knew. And so what happened is really cool. Hmm. I start writing this letter and, and God starts talking to me in my letter and it's like, you are healthy. Cause I was very unhealthy at the time. Wow. Yeah. You know, you don't drink. You're a present mom. You are an intentional wife. You have a very successful business. I'm like writing all this stuff, like prophetically, it felt like, who is this person that you're writing on the paper? Because <laughs> That's impossible to become her. And so how God is so good. All I did is I circled one thing. I'm like, that is wow. Like, she looks good, Lord, but I don't think I can become her. And he wrote this. He, it's like he, he cast this vision of who he created me to be.
1: That's so cool.
2: It was so special and now I know it's even more special but back then I went okay so I circled get healthy and I started going to a gym that I couldn't afford and I put the kids in the daycare for two hours so that I could work out for an hour and then I tried to like figure myself out in the other hour I would open the bible and have no idea what I'm reading or I would try to pray and feel awkward or I would you know I'm <laughs> like how do people do this or I would um work on my business that I didn't know what it was and over time, <laughs> over, let's see, that was like six and a half, seven years ago. Now, guys, I'm the woman on the paper. Wow. wow. It's so crazy. And my identity is completely now in Christ.
0: Well, so I do cool. want to go back to that because I think like, you know, here you're working it out. You have no idea how to do it, but faith, I mean, faith came into play. It's like you saw something through God's eyes that you could become. And, um, what was it like, cause you used to be driven by more success. So what was the driver of it? Like, what was, were you driven to become that woman? Were you driven by your relationship with God? Were you both? Was it yeah. your family? Like, what was the main drivers of that?
2: So I think at first it was confusing, you know, yeah. the first three years of coming out of like identity equals success and achievement <laughs> to like. I still want that because that's who God made me to be. I'm still wired to be this kingdom business woman, but like, I don't get how I do that with God. So I was afraid of success for a long time, but yet I had this internal tug to be successful. And so that was difficult for me. And I just kept learning, God would place people in my life, like a spiritual mentor that would be like, help me through that. Like he, he led me to that. And he led me to the right, for us, this church community that was amazing and to the right friendships. And like, so he kept giving me little, like these little breadcrumbs that would help me through to the next step. And so I would say, I just had to overcome each roadblock as it came to me. And ultimately though, you know, it's both, it's that I'm wired to be successful, but now it's for the kingdom of God. It's not for me anymore. And that's the difference. And the crazy thing is like, what God's created now in my business, it's too big. Like I never wrote these things down. Like they weren't on a vision board. They weren't even in mm-hmm. my heart. I'm like, wow, God, like, cool. Hope, you're the CEO, because it's a little intimidating. And so, <laughs> it's so cool, though, to see, you know, and same thing, like, in my health and my marriage, Like, I didn't understand that this level of favor and fruitfulness, and I call it, like, I feel like I'm living heaven on earth so often. Mm-hmm. i like, sure we have our stuff, right? Life gets hard. But 90% of the time, I look up, and I'm like, what is this mm-hmm. life? What well, is this?
1: Well, Stephanie, tell us now we, we've been through your skincare and identity yeah. and now God's become real to you. What does your life look like now? What are you passionate about? What are you working on?
2: Yeah. So right now what I do is I help usually women. We've got our, our guys that come in too, but I help them figure out what they're called to do in business. And I help them start online businesses. And I do that by teaching them how to start a podcast and kind of to make a long story short with that aspect, I had grown my business using social media and I found myself spending 15 hours a week making reels and repurposing and capturing every moment with my kids because it was going to resonate with someone. And I felt like I was living my life through a screen and a lens that wasn't mine anymore. Mm. And God kept pushing me like, lay it down, lay it down, lay it down. Like, I can't Lord, like this is... I've got all the people on Instagram. I've got 40,000 followers and all the likes. And and I just kept hearing so clear, lay it down. And so I started deleting the apps on the weekends and I felt this peacefulness come over my life. And I felt like I could see my kids for the first time. And I went, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, I did that for two years. And then God said more. So I got rid of Instagram for 30 days and I did a test and I did it publicly with my audience and said, let's find out what happens when we as a company, no one on my team touches Instagram. And that was for us, the big one that was like, I felt like it was such an idol in my life. And I had all this stake, and it's going to work out. It's going to work for this company. It's what's bringing in all the leads. And so laid it down within 30 days, revenue exponentially grew. The podcast grew, the email list grew, everything grew, everything exploded. And I felt like the visionary of growth in my company again, because I had 15 more hours So I started doing another podcast episode. I started doing more podcast tours. Mm -hmm. I had all these downloads from God. And I knew, I'm like, oh my gosh, he's trying to show me that this is the way for other people too. Like podcasting can be the way that we grow. It doesn't have to be social media. And so I ended up staying off for six more months as a whole company. Everything exploded. We passed, that was the time that we passed a million downloads and all the firsts happened in that timeframe. And we never went back. And now I'm a huge advocate for people who feel, this tug in their heart of, I'm tired of social media. Why am I here? Like, is it really working? And, and I, impl- I ask people to ask themselves the question, is it actually working? Do you have the data to prove to me that social media is actually bringing in leads or revenue? 95% of the people I speak to actually end up showing me that it's not. It's just vanity metrics. They feel good. They see likes. They, they feel something. And, I, and for me, it's like, then why are you doing it? If you don't actually love it and you feel like it's stealing from you and it's not returning you leads or generating profit for the kingdom or your company, why are you doing it? Isn't there another way? And so just posing these questions and that- no, led no, Interesting
0: because like, that, that does turn into the gerbil wheel for so many people. I agree. It's like these tools that are so powerful get if people are having identity issues or so we're trying to figure out like, how do I, I, I don't have a $150,000 budget for marketing, Right. No, so, but I can do social media. So I'm going to do reels. I'm going to do TikTok and YouTube and, you know, and uh, Instagram and Facebook. And they do become a slave to it. We, we watched it quite a few times. As a matter of fact, I just had a conversation with a business owner this week. And and we had the same, same thing because he was killing himself over, I think he had 15,000 people on his Instagram. And I'm like, you're killing yourself for 15,000 people who wouldn't even sit in the room and talk to you.
2: And who don't even care like,
0: stuff. They don't even care. And so for us, I mean, for me personally, like part of our our media ministry is on YouTube and it's part yeah. of what we do and it's whatever. And but there's not a there's not an enslavement to it. And that's when it becomes really like for me, I see the mountaintop of YouTube and I see the mountaintop of Facebook, and it does it's not appealing to me. But I see the mountain if you look at like seven mountaintop theology of like what Lance Wallnow or Lauren Cunningham have talked about. I love seeing God's influence in those places, and I want to influence in that context. But I, I love what you're saying, because I, I think I think the church lacks creativity, because we don't have a creator living mm-hmm. in us in certain areas of our business and our career that he wants to habitate. And I love that you came out of what worked and what was natural for you. And you said, God be God, be the CEO, be the one who leads us. And I feel like that's a really scary place for a lot of people who might be mm-hmm. listening right now, because mm-hmm. they already don't have a lot of control over their metrics. They don't have a lot of control over they're again, marketing, if they're an author right now, and they're trying to figure out how do I not do Amazon social media mm-hmm. to figure out how to sell my book? How do I not? And it, we're not saying not to do it. But we're saying yeah. don't be a slave to it. And I love that you're saying, show me the metrics to prove it. Because I, I have so many friends who've done it in different ways, published books without any social media. But you know, like, that's huge. And, and all, all, all publishers will say, if you don't have social media presence, you're never going to sell your book. That's not true there's God is so creative. He's so awesome. So thank you for for even sharing that part to kind of take us in the journey um, of, of, of the now where you've you've kind of like, put social media aside, you're you're doing it a different way. You're doing it the way that God's kind of formulated it in your daily, like, how do you start your day as a business leader? How do you start your day as a podcaster, where it feels different than it was 10 years ago, where it's like, okay, here we are, we're at this new place, you're making business plans with God, you're looking at this Those sound like big terms that are religious or spiritual terms that a lot of people believe in, but they can't really relate to, and they're practical. But what's a practical week look like for you where you're including God?
2: Yeah, so good. Well, the first thing is if I don't wake up and renew my mind and sit with God, I have a meeting with God every morning. That's awesome. And for me, that's non negotiable because if I don't have a business meeting with God, I'm going to lead my family flesh forward. I'm gonna be flesh forward with my team. (laughs) Everything like you don't want to meet flesh forward, Stephanie, for very long. You know, it's like so.
0: Me and Bob know each other in the flesh forward and the spiritual side. We (laughs) like each other's spiritual side, a lot. Yeah,
2: exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And so I'll sit and I will just be led it to scripture where I'm gonna land in there, and then I'll do some journaling work, and then I'll just ask like, Holy Spirit, please order my day today, because I'm naturally a businesswoman. Those are the things I'm good at, and I think we lean into the things we're good at, and it's easy to fall over the line. And so for me, it's like Holy Spirit, where do you need me to focus today? And I've, I'm working on becoming really comfortable with growth in the other areas that aren't as natural for me. So I got to break patterns sometimes. As Holy Spirit's like, well, actually, you're gonna go to coffee with someone. I'm like, excuse me, I have work to do, Lord. You know. And so He works on me that way, which is really great. Like to just sit and and hear what God wants for my day. Then I focus on my kids. Um, So my kids get up, I make them breakfast. We started this fun new thing where we teach each other something in the morning. And so yesterday I taught them the story of Rahab and we talked about, except that I said she was a sinner. I didn't go all the way into the details, you know? (laughs) And so I'm sharing the story and asking them, what do you guys hear back from the story? And they're telling me the lessons that they hear. And then I say, who wants to teach tomorrow? And Miles, my nine-year-old, volunteered to teach today. And he told the story of Jonah and the whale. So- we'll do that. And that's, you know, 10 minutes, but it's such an intentional touch point where it doesn't take long for our kids to receive a seed and a, and a word of wisdom. Absolutely. And they can carry that with them all day. You know, my kids go to a STEM public school where we live. And so it's like, they're in there evangelizing. It's amazing. So then I get to work. And for me, I think what's so different is I don't, I don't operate as a reactive business owner. And I used to. So I'm extraordinarily pr- proactive. I know exactly no. what I'm doing every day. I know how long it's going to take. I've built team. I've built systems. And of course that takes time and it takes intention. And I've been doing this particular business now for almost five years. So those of you that are starting out, you start with step one and you ask God, what's the next thing? Absolutely. And you rest in the next thing because there's always more forever. And you're going to always feel overwhelmed and inadequate if you're chasing the ne- the big audacious like, tenure down so what's the next thing lord get that one thing done right focus on today and then you can look at tomorrow and so i do that and then um i close work down by 3 30 and it's something wow. again that didn't use i didn't used to be available for that i would work with a laptop i'd work all weekend and god just put this conviction in my soul like i can grow this business without you i need you to calm down <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, I think no. that's the quote we need for the, for the, the intro of this whole show. That's uh, that was so yes. perfect. That was perfect. I can grow this business without you. You need to calm down. Bob, I needed to hear that today. Keep going.
1: Yeah.
2: And God's <laughs> like, go work out. We have a garage gym. It's like, go work out with your family. And my, one of my favorite moments is getting everybody out there. We open the garage door. We can have these mountain views. My dog will run around in the property and it's like heaven on earth. Like I, f- and if I was head in my computer, cause I'm called to make kingdom impact. I'm missing the blessing of what it's all for. I already did that. I am unavailable for missing the blessing of what it's all for. Wow.
1: And so by getting this balance in your life, uh, the old Stephanie would say, you know, revenue is going to be down. Metrics are going to be down. And, but what's happened actually is God has blessed the balance in your life Mm. and brought you into a place where you're feeling freedom.
2: That's really powerful. Bless the balance. Wow.
1: Yeah. So, talk, oh, talk right to here. our listeners. That'd be a about,
0: good book, name, Bob. I think I'm stealing that for a book name.
2: So I good. I heard it first, actually.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's spoken. <laughs> We're both starting podcasts off of it. We can.
1: We can, <laughs> we can chapters. Let's do it. So good. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead and ask the question again. Sorry, Bob. You talk to our listeners, Stephanie, about the freedom of the balance that you've experienced and how they can also in these last couple of minutes that we have.
2: Sure. I think it begins with your letter to God. Mm. What does God have to say over your life? Don't be afraid of asking him, who am I meant to be and what is my life supposed to feel like and allow, like remove the barrier around what you think your conversation should God should look like allow him to pour in a vision over your life. And we don't know when that vision is going to come to pass, but God's going to tell you, he's going to give you the next right step. He's going to give you something that you can dream towards. Don't stifle that, allow that in. Mm -hmm. And then the second thing is to relinquish the control because we grip the control so tightly. What's the control in your life that you're holding on to so tightly that God can't allow, it should be this, you know, Santa just flow into your hands and through your fingers. And we're gripping onto the tiny bit of sand that we have. And God's like, you know, daughter, son, open your hands and watch as it washes through. So I had to recognize where am I clenching? Where am I gripping? And hand that trust over to him. And for, you know, for me, it was my business. And it was wanting to create something of kingdom impact. And God said, I will do it. I will breathe on that. If you would just trust me enough to go spend time with your kids, to go, go pour into your help, go, go, And as I started to step back into balance, the blessings came. And it was such a confirmation that I can trust him. Mm -hmm. We're just so afraid to trust Mm -hmm. him. But we have to remember that that's everything. What's the point? If we can't enjoy the fruits of our labor, God's going to give you everything that you need. You just need to trust him in that.
1: I mean, I over my business, decade after decade, it's Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 trust in the lord with all your heart lean not into your own understanding acknowledge him in all your ways and he'll direct your paths and your your life is a testament to that it's just been so beautiful to hear this thank you
0: well tell us how to get a hold of your podcast and all your information just so mm-hmm. our listeners can go on even further journey with you
2: yeah i'd love to so everything is at stephaniegass.com, and that's s t e f A-N-I-E-G-A-S-S. I I have a podcast called Online Business for Christian Women. Men are welcome too. And um, yeah, I can't wait to meet you. Come check it out. We're
0: so glad you're here today. Thanks for being with us. And up next is Final Thoughts with Sean and Bob. I'm Sean Bowles, and I'm gonna invite you to our Spiritual Growth Academy online, where you can attend a four-week class or an event every month. Plus our back catalog is available to you as well on spiritual gifts, especially hearing God's voice, and also a deeper connection to the Holy Spirit and how to walk with Him in real ways in the days we're living in right now. Come join us at Spiritual Growth Academy by going to bowlsministries.com and clicking on the Academy button.
1: Well, welcome back to Final Thoughts, Sean, Stephanie. <laughs> Stephanie has quite the story, and I was just so interested in hearing her talk about like getting off of social media. What did you think?
0: Well, it's getting off of social media, but it's really, it's that thing that we talk about all the time here, which is how are we letting God... Write our business plan. How are we letting God lead us? How are we letting it's really the leadership of God? He is the Lord of our life and letting him lead. And you even said in your favorite scripture of just, you know, in Proverbs, where we we need to allow God to be truly not only the Lord, but the author and the finisher of all of our projects. Yeah. But it's not very practical for most people to think that way. So I love her story because she made what's not very practical, practical. Mm-hmm. She made what's very super spiritual sometimes. And I could see myself in her story in some of the areas, and I know our audience can too
1: yeah yeah i her story reminded me of the lord spoke to me i don't know 10 or 15 years ago and said uh i do what i see the father doing and that's what i want you to do and i was like how am i going to do that when i have a schedule and i have commitments and i have all these things in my calendar yeah And, and he was so gracious to just show me this is where I want you to go. This is who I want you to see. This is who I want you to talk to. This is what I want you to do in your business. These are the people that I'm calling you to, and it was such a a, a shift from uh, like she called the hustle of 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 her business, and and it and it really did reset a course in my life to hearing God in a different way.
0: Yeah, well, I was thinking about uh, I was advising someone in their business in their company. Uh, and consulting them, oh, it was today, it was this morning. And they had a hit piece against their company um, from a major online magazine. That's like something that if you search their name, it's gonna come up. Mm-hmm. That is gonna be one of the top three results. And wow. it was a hit piece that was unfair. It wasn't, uh, they could sue for defamation based on it, but it would take a lot of work because you know how journalism goes. I know how journalism is, cause they don't do that. But so it's just hard, but uh, it, we're sitting there talking about it. I said, you know, this is when you're learning how to let God build your reputation. And you think of all the companies who don't have Jesus and they don't have that ability to trust someone to lead their reputation for them. They actually have to use all legal defense only. That's it. And a lot of times it doesn't work out very well and favorable. But I said, here's what you have going for you. You have all these things that God's doing. You have all these incredible people connected. You all these celebrity endorsements, all these things. This is such a small thing. Three months from now, five months from now, 10 months from now, it will go away. But all the good will continue to build. But if you stop and you try and fight it in your own strength and do it according to like, you know, just to get justice, you're going to have to camp there for the next five years with them, because it's going to be a long-term lawsuit. If you stop and camp on what God's doing, and you let him lead you, and you let him be the Lord of this whole thing, you're going to watch him build your reputation, because you're actually building for him and with him, not for yourself. And he immediately had like deliverance in his mind of like, oh my gosh, I don't need this. Like the lawyers were saying do this, but you're right. Like, I don't feel any fight or any irons in that fire of that battle at all, but I feel like I'm supposed to do something to hold them accountable, but it's not my job. And it's my job is to do this. And I feel like those are when the practical meets our reality. And that's what I think, like, there's not enough stories when we talk about the hardships of what, when you go through the identity crash that Stephanie went through, when you're going through a PR fiasco, you know, when you're going through these things, it's hard, but when you hear people's stories, you go, wait a minute, I want God to fight for my reputation. He does that? Yeah, he does that he's building more than I'm building. So that I can, like Stephanie was saying, like I can go and be a dad or for her sake, a mom and let God keep, continue to build the company. But most people don't believe God's that real. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think our show is so important because we're showing off the reality through very real life stories that gives us an example that actually holds us accountable to, to allow God to be different in our life.
1: That's why I love exploring the marketplace. Like I, I know you and I both love hearing these stories every week because it increases our faith. I know it increases our listeners' faith. And and you know, I come away with well, if they can do it, I can do it. And encourage. Yeah,
0: well, I will say this to your audience, you have made us the top 001 percent podcast worldwide because of your viewership, your listening. And we're so grateful, Bob and I never take for granted that we get to mm-hmm. introduce people to you and you, you're part of this conversation. You send us the most incredible feedback. Bob, I was in the airport just on uh, Friday and some of our listeners came up to me and they said, we started our business because of listening to exploring the marketplace. Mm-hmm. We went to Bethel School of Technology. We went, you know, we went to Michael McIntyre's. The challenge. We did all this stuff because we met them through you and through this podcast and it's changed our life. There's listeners just like you every day. We get to interact with and Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for being our partners and supporters. And we love you. And we're so glad we get to do this with you. And we plan to do it for a long time. So stay tuned for even our next season, which is coming up after a few more episodes. It's going to be exciting. See you next time. Thanks for exploring what God is doing in the marketplace with us. We have amazing resources for you at our website with free videos, Take an online class with us at our online school, Spiritual Growth Academy, or get one of our books, including the one Bob and I authored together, Wired to Hear.
1: We have lots of ways to connect with you. Come visit us on social media. Just look for at Sean Bowles or at Bob Hassan or visit BowlesMinistries.com. This show is made possible by listeners just like you. Become a partner or donate now to become part of our team.
0: If you enjoyed today's episode, share it on your socials or help us review it on the podcast server you found us on. See you next time.